0: And I would often order my kids this styrofoam box of nachos, like loaded with meat and cheese and all the stuff from this little drive-thru place. And I would not even put it on plates. I would let them sit in the floor amazing. and eat it right out of that bulk, <laughs> that nacho box, like animals. Awesome. Almost. yeah. But I didn't I cook and I didn't have anything to clean. I just threw away the box when they were finished. And I was I like, my work here is done. Dinner
1: is served. That's right, girl. <laughs> that is Amazing. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Advice Not Given podcast. Each week, we share unfiltered, truth-telling conversations between two friends. You're invited to eavesdrop as we give each other the advice you didn't ask for, but wish you did. We're your hosts, Kelly Artis and Claire Wood of Millspo Gurus, and this is Advice Not Given. Hey, everybody,
0: and welcome back to episode 12 of the Advice Not Given podcast, Today, we are going to be talking about a topic that unfortunately has reached many of us and continues to be something that many of us deal with and have to face. And that is parenting while our spouses are away, either on long deployments, uh, maybe just for shorter TDYs. Or maybe you're even in a situation where your spouse is home but not home, and uh, no matter the the setting or the situation, it presents a lot of challenges to us um, when we realize the parenting responsibility falls squarely on our shoulders. And Kelly, do you want to start by maybe sharing how this is impacting
1: us, like? In the moment, in the moment, yeah. So I have a couple of trips planned and some work stuff and events, and have just kind of gotten into a groove because I've had my spouse here co-parenting with me for the past I don't know seven years, and we just got surprise orders that he'll be leaving the country soon. So um, not a huge deal. It's all part of the it's all part of the lifestyle. It's it's what he's supposed to do. He needs to do it. Um, and him going allows someone else to come home, which is always good. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna be on my own. <laughs> so you said it's
0: been seven years since he has deployed. So how old were yeah. your children then, and then how old are they now, just for a frame of reference? Yeah.
1: So uh huh. The let's see, my oldest, who is nine now, going on ten, she'll be ten in January. Was um, I don't know two and a half when he came home last time, and my youngest. this is like a sweet story. I don't want to dwell on it, but he, Andrew was deployed when I gave birth, but he was able to come home for the birth. Um, so he, yeah, he, he got to see his baby being born. It's like a hallmark story. It's great. Maybe for another time. But then he had to go back two weeks later and then finished, finished out that deployment and came home when my youngest was about five or six months old. So,
0: so you had literally a newborn and a toddler the first time yeah. and yeah. now, well, the fourth have, time, but
1: yeah, it's the last time. Yeah. But
0: the, the last time, most recent uh-huh. time. Yeah. And now yep. you've got like kid kids,
1: kid kids, yeah, well, nine
0: and seven. Thankfully, yeah. Ryan has only deployed once on an overseas deployment. And, um, my kids at the time would have been like, I don't know six, eight, and ten, or five, seven, and nine. So probably closer mm-hmm. to the ages your kids are now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we find ourselves in his current position where it's one of those he's home, but he's not home a lot, and so that right. creates a right. lot of different, you know, <laughs> opportunities. Is the word we like to use. But um, <laughs> another reason that this topic felt, you know, timely for us is I actually spoke on this topic at a local MOPS group a couple of weeks ago, and. Just through talking with Kelly and sharing a little bit about it, we thought, you know, this is probably a great topic that many people in our immediate audience either have dealt with are currently dealing with, or will definitely deal with in the future. And really,
1: what I want y'all to read into this is, I was like Claire, I don't remember how to do this. Can you help me? And she's like, Yeah, let's record <laughs> it. So <laughs> that's exactly how Pretty these much. things go down. We're yeah. like, oh, Okay, much. cool. Um, and then one thing, I don't know if you're going to get to this, Claire or not, but one distinction that I wanted to point out really quickly, and it's kind of a point of, um, I'll say clarification, not contention, but we are not saying single parenting here. We're talking about solo parenting. Um, so we don't want to diminish the efforts of single parents out there. Um, we know that has an added layer of complexity. I know that even though I'm by myself parenting, I have income coming in, um, from this other person who is also a parent. So, um, I just wanted to clear that up right up front. Single mamas, singles daddies, we see you, we love you. We hear you. Um, you might be able to commiserate in some of what we're going to be talking about, but just know that our, our hearts are with you, also even more so. <laughs> so,
0: yeah that's a great that's a great clarification and designation. You're right on that. You're right on that. So I was gonna just start by sharing a couple of the the talking points, really, from my MOPS talk, and then definitely Kelly will weigh in with some of her her. Um, insights, tips, advice. (laughs) But the first thing I have questions. Yeah. And again, we are by no means experts. We're just sharing our own experience and our own wisdom. So take that for what it's worth. (laughs) Um, So one of the things I think is difficult before really even getting into it is anytime you have a separation, you really don't know a for sure leave date or right. return date and that can be a source of a lot of friction mm-hmm. when it's like a sliding scale of when they're leaving and then again when they're coming back so do you have anything to um, speak to that that tension yeah, that builds yeah absolutely like i
1: mean so we i won't get into details but um it's already happening <laughs> is it going to be this week is it next week is it a month from now i have no idea so what that when you get into that kind of situation you 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 can't it's like you can't Okay, you want them to hurry up and go. I know that sounds terrible, but it's almost just like this weird purgatory of, of time. You can't truly right. enjoy your last week or your last couple of days because you don't really know if it's really that last day. I, story from you know previous deployments We're okay, I'm leaving Tuesday. And I'm like, okay. And getting ready for Tuesday and did the whole like morning kind of like processes. My kids were too little, but you know, I can imagine them being a part of this too. And then, you know, Tuesday comes and we go to like drop them off and there's something wrong with the plane. And they were like, good news. You've got another eight hours to hang out with your family. It was like, no, I've already done all of this. Like I was ready to start the clock you know what I'm saying? Like start the clock right. on, okay, you're gone. I only have this long until you're back. Um, or I'm going to start right. my new systems, my new like routines. I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah. so it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to have a yes. clear process, I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, and right. for whatever reason, that's stressful.
0: Yes. And you're absolutely right. It is this tension. We call it like ripping the band-aid off, right? Like yeah. you just want to yeah. rip it off and get the pain over yeah. with. And it's not that we're, ri- excited to get them gone. It's that we know as soon right. as they are gone, that starts the clock on them coming back. Yep. But that's also a frustration when you are solo parenting. Um, several friends here at our current assignment who have spouses that are deployed, and they're now wondering, well, will they be home in time for Christmas? Because right. that timeline keeps shifting. And it's not just the the major anticipation of yes i can't wait for them to be home but it's the ripple effect of okay if they're not coming home do i travel back to see family at christmas mm-hmm. or do i stick around here because it'll be around that time and it's just this whole thing right
1: right right, right. yep my head's spinning already just con- considering all the variables that you have to like hold, you're holding you have to hold those like and it's on right. you to communicate all of these shifting timelines to like His family and your family, and everyone that's counting on you to disseminate all this information when really all you want to do is like just do it on your own, like have your own little private reunion, your private moment, you know. But I don't know, it's just, it's a lot of pressure. And you're the point of contact. You are the single point of contact for everyone that's curious. Yeah. So you're the one holding the ball, like it's your fault that they (laughs) they changed the flights or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah.
0: So just to kind of maybe talk through some of the deployment issues in a somewhat chronological or linear way, what would you say, either for you personally or for the, the person listening, what are some common fears that, that people have? Um, aside maybe from the danger that their spouse might be in, but just as your role of a solo parent, what would you say your biggest fears or anxieties about that tend to be?
1: I think it's mostly unknown, especially for First timers. Okay. So you don't, you really don't know what you don't know. And you, you, the things you take for granted are such because you take them for granted because you're not thinking about them. So now having gone down this road a couple of times, I have some very clear things that I am conscious of because I messed up. (laughs) Right. So his, his, was it his first deployment? Second. He told me two things. He was like, don't kill my dog. (laughs) And um, <laughs> lock the doors. Those were my two, like, you know, mandates. Don't kill my dog. Lock the doors. So I'm like, okay, I got this. And, like, I don't think I was prepared for how, like, emotional I'd be about the whole situation. And just scatterbrained and, like, not really present. And not, I don't know. Just – it was it was weird. I come home that day and think this was a situation where we sat around, like, all day waiting on them to leave. And you don't want to leave before they're gone because you feel like you got to wait. Right. Whatever. Now our, I won't do that anymore. But – yeah. Back then, I thought like, no, I'm gonna hang on every last second, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so, I finally get home. It was late at night. The dog was on um, Benadryl. We're supposed to give him Benadryl every night. He had some crazy allergies, and um, I in my my eyes were foggy because I was crying. And I gave him the wrong thing. Turns out, I gave him aspirin. Um, which is toxic. Oh. So I spent a chunk of my evening in the emergency vet having my dog's stomach pumped. when <laughs> My husband had, had not even left the country yet. <laughs> I was like, he's getting like a charcoal smoothie and all this stuff. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm really not going to do well. And then I left the car door unlocked and I woke up the next day and the car had been rifled through, you know, like nothing tragic, but um, I was like, well, this is not going well. <laughs> Yeah. So my One day down and a lot but, going but on. And my point in that is he took care of the dog. He gave the dog his medicine. You know, he every night locked the car door. So there were just little things that he does and that he did that right. I didn't, I knew I had to pick up the slack, but you know, it's a habit. And so you've got to adapt to all these new habits. Yeah. So I, I would, if I had advice to give, I would say like, I'm going to start like shadowing them in a way. Like, okay, what are the things that you do that I should know about? <laughs> you know, like what are, right. what are some of the habits that I need to start being um, aware of that I can pick up the slack and not have something bad happen to have to force me into it unnaturally? I don't
0: know. Right. Well, you bring up a good point And, um, So in the first day or not even before he's gone, you have a dog pet emergency and then you have like a vehicle (laughs) intrusion. And, you know, when before Ryan deployed, we were fairly new to the army. We had been in less than a year and then he's gone. And people were talking about this thing called a deployment curse. And I was like, (laughs) oh, boo, that is like a bunch of hooey. I do not believe in curses. Mm That's just, that's just not even true. And I don't want to give like too much credit to something that's just, you know, kind of a urban legend, but it's I, real mean, I will Claire. tell you after like nine, <laughs> nine days after he left or like a week and a half after he left, my kids and I went through a week and a half of the stomach bug. Aww. We got home from, he left on Christmas Eve and like the day we got back from a trip, every single smoke detector battery went off in the middle <laughs> of the night I mean, it was just oh, one weird. thing after the next. The dryer broke. Yep. I had to rekey the front door. I um, had to do all these repairs on the vacuum cleaner. His window on his truck went down and stayed oh. down. So I had to have that fixed. It was just like, seriously, yeah. like, what the heck? Yeah. So that's kind of one thing, like, not to be a, a Debbie Downer or a pessimist, but it's almost kind of like, just go ahead and brace yourself that some stuff's gonna go wrong. Yeah. It it really is. And the timing couldn't be worse, but you will get sick. So it. you know
1: what I've been doing? And we were joking about this before we started recording. Um, it's finally getting chilly here, and I'm able to turn on my heat. I I mean I'm trying to hold off, but I, I love I, we have these really old radiators and a boiler furnace in the basement. I know that there's a thing that's wrong with it. Like I have a guy that checks it out every year, he's like, You're gonna have to replace this at some point. You know, it's probably not gonna get you through the winter, that kind of thing. And it's been getting us through, and I I know that it's going to go out I have a fund set aside to fix it when it does go out but I'm waiting until he leaves because I know it's going to go out when he leaves so I'm just ready I'm like ready to suck that yeah. up like yep, yeah, okay cool and maybe that'll be like maybe I'll like get credit for that you know what I mean <laughs> it'll stave something yeah. else off <laughs>
0: Well, what would be some other anxieties, just generally speaking, that other people have? I mean, I would say things like, I don't know if I can handle this. Or I know for me, I was always worried, like, I know how much personal downtime mm. I need. And I kind of panicked, like, how and when am I going to get this? Because we were very far from extended family and a huge support network. Yeah,
1: that's, that's definitely, that's similar for me. Um, I worry about just patience, my patience with the kids. Um, right. We have a good tag system. You know what I mean? Like when I'm like mm, freaking out and when I need to tap out, we can do that handoff. Um, and it, and it doesn't even have to be in words, you know, we can just tell. And, um, that's going to be tough. And I think I'm just going to have some real conversations with my kids. Like, yo, I'm doing this all by myself. Like daddy's not here to help, you know, pick up your crap or whatever. Like you're going to have to step up and help me out. Um, and we'll see how that goes so i'm i'm worried I'm worried about that yeah. <laughs> creating like lifelong complexes for these kids or <laughs> um you know whatever, yeah, <laughs> and I don't know just being able to like replace the the holiday memories is a big one too, or being enough for the kids like can I be enough, you know, right. like will they be yeah living their best life with just me. So yeah, those are kind of, that's kind of where I go. I remember when Ryan
0: was going through chaplain school, um, thankfully they had this really great event near the end of the graduation week where they invited the spouses and they gave us this awesome like seminar with some seasoned spouses. And, I really had personally never thought through exactly what all our military service was going to entail, (laughs) like deployments and danger and separation. And I remembered sitting in that seminar in tears because um, God, I don't even want to cry now. But like the ladies were just talking about how when your spouse is gone, you need to identify like some male figures in your kids lives, like a neighbor, Mm -hmm. an uncle, a a family Mm -hmm. friend. And I'm like, uh, no, like that's not the same thing. And like, golly, I don't want my kids Mm -hmm. to be without their dad.
1: And like that's yeah, that's
0: it is. That's it's tough. a lot that we we ask of them, you know, to to do that. Yeah,
1: yeah, it really is. I mean, here I'm looking at my seven year old son. Like, you're gonna have to step up. Like, he can barely yeah. open the trash can outside. But I'm like, this is now your job. Yeah, this is now your chore. And I mean, he, whatever, he'll survive that. But <laughs> point is, like, I, I don't love that, but I also know that that's character building. True. Um. So there there are definitely perks. I mean, and this is this is a different era, um, at least in our situation. Um, so a lot of the massive fears, um, that I used to have just mission oriented fears that I used to have, I don't feel as strongly this time, which is, um, a blessing. Uh, it's a, it's a good move. you know, like he needs to go. And I support that. Also, we know the guy that's coming home when when he's replacing. So I'm like, I get him home. He's been gone for too long (laughs) because I know his, his, his wife has been solo parenting for too long. And I'm like, get that man home so he can help. So, you know, it's like my, my state of mind is very different. Like reflecting back to the last times that we've done this. Um, I was so much more focused on like less on the house and me and the kids and how hard it was going to be for me and more on worried and anxiety about what he was doing and where he was going and what he was supporting. Um, Now it's kind of flipped, Um, which I guess could come with age and also comes with what he'll be doing. So, right. I don't know. I mean, and I'm really lazy. Like I'm a lazy person. (laughs) And I'm not super, I'm not super clean and tidy. So, I worry about him coming home too early without me having fair warning <laughs> and seeing the house in shambles. So I just have to, I just really need like advanced notice before he gets back so that I could get my cleaning team in <laughs> to help me get mm-hmm. the house in order and make it look like I've got it all together, you know, cause I don't want him to ever find out that like I can't handle it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a good, a good question to kind of sit and consider for a minute. Like, do you feel like it's better to, for yourself, do you tend to operate better when you look at this as like an opportunity, and like I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it going and do all the things I know to do and be better and try harder, or do you feel like this is an opportunity opportunity to like good enough's good enough, we're just getting by, cereal for dinner, oh yeah, that's plenty, that's oh yeah, like what's the balance there? There's do a, you think?
1: I, yeah, no, I love that because there it, there's a freedom in it. Like even though it's my husband, that, he loves me and he married me, so tough but <laughs> yeah. I you do feel like okay I've got to cook a meal every night and I've got yeah I don't know it's it's a weird it's yeah. a weird thing but when he's not here the kids are cool with pizza and I can eat a salad like it's fine I don't need to like yeah. search Pinterest for a new dinner recipe and I'm making myself sound, myself sound way more domestic than I actually am but the pressure's not there anyway and like and right. you can get by with so much like I can I have literally used this um, several times this week on stuff I'm falling short on or meetings I can't go to or don't want to go to. <laughs> I should say this, but I'm like, oh, we're going into deployment. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, yeah. okay, honey, that's fine. Whatever oh, you need. Sympathy yeah, card. I, and it's like, it's like mm-hmm. you get out of jail free card. Um, So there's there's yeah. a little bit of freedom there. Um, I feel like I'm straying away from your question.
0: Well, that's okay. You were talking a little bit about like the freedom to just kind of like not make fancy dinners and it reminded me my claim one of my claims to fame when Ryan was gone, we lived in El Paso, Texas, some of the best Mexican food you will ever eat. And I would often order my kids this styrofoam box of nachos, like loaded with meat and cheese and all the stuff from this little drive through place. And I would not even put it on plates. I would let them sit in the floor and eat it right out of that bulk that nacho box like animals almost.
1: Yeah. But I didn't cook and
0: I didn't have anything to clean I just threw away the box when they were finished and I was like my work here is done dinner is served that's right girl (laughs)
1: that's amazing that's a few food groups it's totally fine yeah funny so one thing that I do kind of do when he's gone um is take the opportunity to like get some home projects done yeah um I know that sounds weird but like he's He's handy, but he's not like he didn't grow up being handy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, he can fix stuff, but it's not, it doesn't like excite him to like fix stuff around the right. house, right? Like, it's just not his thing. Totally fine. Uh, but he also feels weird about hiring people to do stuff. So then we get in this weird, like, tug and pull on. Are you going to you know, do it? Are you well, going to call him? And it just doesn't get done. Yeah. yeah. And it just doesn't get done. So I have a list and anybody that's been in my house anytime in the past, however long, I have this like, running disclaimer, like, oh, ignore that. We're going to fix that. And don't mind this thing. And this is off center. And we got to do whatever. Like I got to paint. I'm to do all kinds of stuff. So I, when he's gone, I don't feel bad about hiring all the help to come in and do my to-do list. He doesn't feel bad because he's gone. So <laughs> we, get, we actually get a lot done um, just around the house and stuff. So that's kind of exciting. Um,
0: I do think it's wise to, as much as possible, to kind of live in that tension of both. Definitely cut yourself slack and don't feel like you have to do it all, Mm -hmm. but also look at it as an opportunity and kind of think through, like, well, what are some goals that I have during this time? And for you, it sounds like working on your house or getting some things done around there. And I think those are positive things. Like, I think that's a good way to help move through the time and to keep you focused and give you something to work Mm -hmm. toward. And it's kind of like a distraction, really a positive one,
1: honestly. And I'll tell you, like, I know a ton of people who have gotten, who have birthed businesses out of deployments or like been super productive just because like, you don't feel guilty about not hanging out with your spouse because you can't. So What are you going to do with those hours that your kids are asleep or, you know, whatever? Like, so I, yeah, I can definitely see this being an opportunity also professionally for me to be able to get some stuff done. And, you know, I, it's going to be challenging, like doing external stuff like meetings or coffees or travel or things. Cause I don't have the built-in, but let's be real. Like I still had to arrange for help when I was traveling, even when he was home, so. Like everyone's like, oh no! How are you going to go on these trips? I'm like the same way I've been going on, all mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't say that in a mean way. It just is. I the burden falls on me to like figure out the kids' schedules. Yeah. it just does. Um, default
0: so, default parent even when they're the, home.
1: Default parent. So, but in that way, it's not a huge adjustment though, right? Like it's just like okay, cool. Well, you're just not here to tuck them in at night. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, I want to go through the, my three little tips and talking points from my MOPs talk, but we'll do them one at a time and you totally jump in and you know push back or give additional examples. Um, this, I'll start with the first. And the first tip I have for solo parenting through a separation is to first just create a rhythm for yourself. And mm-hmm. I shared that you really first need to start thinking of why you should do it and the benefits of it. For one, I think it gives your kids a sense of predictability for your days to have a rhythm. Yeah. I think it gives you, um, a way to set aside decision fatigue, right? You're not making a million micro decisions. If you can Mm kind of just Mm -hmm. set a rhythm, then it takes some of that away. And then my most important reason I think you should do it is it gives you as mom predictable time to restore yourself every day. And the example I I gave was like maybe setting like an evening routine or rhythm. Um, And I I try to steer away from things like strict schedule or rigid routine. But instead of thinking it just as a grace filled and loose type of rhythm, Mm -hmm. 530 dinner, six o'clock playtime, seven, seven o'clock, we start baths and kids are in bed by 745. And then, you know, every night by 745, you yeah. have time to rest to watch Netflix to tidy up the house to get some work done and I just think that that's like super crucial
1: yeah are you like are that. you a we... rhythm
0: person or are you like anti-rhythm person
1: no we we, we pretty much have one um I just, you know, however it happens, we don't eat at 5.30, that's for sure. Well, no, but I was using that as an example. (laughs) But um, (laughs) if only I could get my life together like that. Um, No, we've pretty much always had the kids in bed by 8 o'clock. I mean, that's just, that's like our sacred, like, this is our time. Like, y'all go to bed. And we'll scream from downstairs, like, get your behind in bed. Like, we're not even worried about it. So, yeah, um, I I assume that will still continue. I just... I worry about being able to get it all in. So my rhythm, my like adjustment is going to have to happen earlier. Like I'm going to have to kind of preload the earlier part of my evening to be able to cook. Cause we used to split the duties up, right? Like, so, you know, or we do, you know, so it's just a matter of being able to like allocate my time appropriately. So probably what that's going to look like for me is like actually unplugging from work um, at a certain time instead of like you know, getting the rice started and then running back upstairs to my computer and doing one more thing or whatever. So I'm just gonna have to get really real about what I'm capable of fitting into that time. But yeah, yeah, no, I love that.
0: I also think it's different depending on the ages of your kids. Like right now you have elementary age kids. So the school schedule helps predict that rhythm for you, right? Like they have to catch the bus by a certain time or whatever. But I remember the days when my kids were like, pre-military, even like four and under, and I had three kids, like you can get mm-hmm. into a situation where you're kind of like trying to run out the clock each day. Right. Like, yeah, I it's like, just, I remember just, it's that. exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so I think yeah. for, to the mom who maybe yeah. in the audience, I was speaking to preschoolers yeah. and little littles, that routine or rhythm is just like a lifesaver and a lifeline. Yeah. So my second tip that I gave was to mark the time um, and I took that in a couple of different directions. I, I first shared about like maybe trying to find a way to have some type of weekly thing that you do with your kids, like pizza Fridays. Um, when Ryan deployed, mm-hmm. we had a Monday night potluck with a lot of the ladies whose husbands also had deployed and whoever mm-hmm. hosted got to pick the menu. And it was like breakfast for dinner, taco night. And that helped mark the time, right? Cause we had this standing yeah. Monday night meal. And then my other thought was, besides just a weekly like meal type thing to just look at the, the broad picture of how long they're more than likely going to be gone and still plan to celebrate and do the fun things and put the birthdays and the holidays and plan some trips if possible, or plan for company to come see you. Cause to me, like having those little things to look forward to also lifesaver for me.
1: Yeah. I love that. So now that you say that we used to do, you know, back in the earlier deployments, we did just family dinner on every Sunday with uh there was a there was one grandma in town ta- like in the neighborhood and she had us all over. It was my friend's Aww. mother-in-law. Um, but she also lived in town. So it was, you know, our two families and then all the kids. There were five kids, I think, at the time between us, and um, we all went over to her house every Sunday. And it was like you know, crazy hodgepodge dinners like whatever I had in my freezer, we could bring right. over and you know, maybe some meat. It didn't matter at all. We just like fed the kids and hung out, and it was just so great. So,
0: well, it was feeding your soul reliable. and your stomach, yeah, right,
1: yeah, yeah. No, it was fantastic. I mean, the kids played and. Took them in pajamas, you know what I mean? Like already ba- already bathed and ready to go to bed and stuff.
0: Yeah. And I, I, another thing I shared is I know like the, the typical um, thing to do with kids when dad is deployed is like, let's make a paper chain or let's yeah. fill a jar with Hershey Kisses. And I actually like caution against that because of the very fact that you don't know
1: how long mm-hmm. they're going to be
0: gone and how <laughs> terrible to get down to like five Hershey kisses <laughs> and have to put two more bags in there. Cause and guess I'll what? Another bag. <laughs> Daddy, yeah. got, Daddy got extended Listen, for two more
1: months. <laughs> I thought about doing that. And then, But my daughter is so rigid that right. there is, she would have had those things counted. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it, there's no way I could do that with her. No way yeah. in the world. So yeah, no, I'm not doing that either. I'm just, and I'm not even telling them like the week of. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He's we'll gonna just be to surprised,
0: just
1: yeah, yeah, because she she can't she can't, she just can't, <laughs>
0: so. yeah, well, and this is maybe I did not share this with the mops group, this is just more of like something that was very helpful for me, and this was a nine month deployment, so like I knew I was kind of in this for a somewhat long haul, but I actually kind of gave myself a word of the month, like a lot of people will do a word for the year, uh-huh. And uh-huh. May not be for everybody, but for me it helped give my time a focus and it was very like self developmental type yeah, like stuff. That. Um, yeah. you know, strength or uh fun or whatever. And I just came up with a word and it when I would have a bad day or when I would think like, oh, this is never ending, I would think back to my word and try to recenter. So wow. that's a tip. That's great. Marking I'm write the that time.
1: Down. I like that. I like it.
0: And then my last and third um, tip, and this is the the tearjerker one for me, is um, expect to grow. Expect to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we feel like this is sometimes just a, you know, dad's leaving, husband's leaving, But I really tried to look at this as a time that I was going to figure some things out about myself. I was going to get stronger. I was going to get more confident. I was going to gain independence. And um, it's kind of forced on you. But I think that those months were truly like invaluable in persever- lear- learning perseverance and grit for me.
1: Mm, I love that because you're you have so many quiet moments to yourself. You do, you really do. I mean, you can you can waste them on Netflix, or you know, you could read some some self development stuff, and that's probably where I'll end up landing. Um, another thing that I think about is just, like, taking inventory of my, like, physical health. Yes. You know, back in the day, it used to be, like, I'm going to lose weight for, you know, mm-hmm. look hot to look hot when he – whatever. Now I'm, like, less motivated by that because I'm, like, okay, again, he married me. That's tough. And it is so, what it is at this point, right? <laughs> it is what it, you got what you got, honey. It's not getting any better. But I'm okay to try to maintain it. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I can. Well, but, and not even yeah. for the
0: physical, like, attraction kind of stuff, but just for right. your overall health, health to, like, get it's Take some walks outside. Get yeah, that heart yeah.
1: Out. Do so, some yoga. Yeah, yeah. Mine's gonna be the bike. Um, so I got a snazzy little Peloton. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. see, um, you know how f- how much of a routine I can get into that because I have been I've been doing really well on it, but I don't think I'm not. I feel like I'm not doing it as often as I should be. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to get into like you know four or five days a week on it. And I think back to your point about schedule or rhythm. Um, I don't know why, but I feel like I might be able to maintain that a little more strongly when he's not home. Eh, so,
0: Do you think so, part of that's because you know that you have like, it's a matter of survival this time to like, maybe do some things for you and stay true to what you need?
1: Yeah, it's well, it's sanity, right? I mean, I've mm-hmm. got to have somewhere to burn that off. Um, yeah and there's no excuse like i can't blame like lack of motivation or a bad mood or whatever on anybody else yeah but me whereas before it might be like i oh, just ugh. you know yeah, i don't know i don't yeah <laughs> but, well let yeah, me
0: ask you this and i know i'm putting you on the spot cuz i've had time to think about it but how do you think a <laughs> deployment can be an opportunity for like you and your husband to grow cuz you're not physically together your communication's mm-hmm. going to be different maybe even strained opportunity is perfect for frustration and resentment to fall into place so how can you be proactive to like utilize the time as a, a opportunity for you to grow in your relationship
1: that's a great question um so i mean i'd like to say that we could maybe both um i know people that do like book studies or like they'll pick a book and they'll both read at the same time and almost have like a book club between the two right. of them. um i could maybe see that happening um more than anything, I just feel like we've got to figure out how to communicate. And again, I think this will be an easier time than previous deployments because it used to be like you just didn't communicate for however long. And you know, I don't feel like I need that communication as much as I used to. But still, it's like um, we we kind of know what's important to talk about and when. Um, we have a little more wisdom right. in that area, so maybe we'll be more efficient with that. Um, But yeah, yeah, no, I definitely think it's an opportunity. We just have to get creative with the ways in which um, we tackle things like the time difference and just limited hours in the day. Um, Well, I think
0: for me, when Ryan left, I, I had this very like, high expectation of myself of like, I am not just going to survive this, I am going to thrive in this deployment. And I really did like feel kind of like on fire the whole time, like I'm doing this and we're, we're handling this. And this is, you know, we're making the best out of it and having fun. And when he got home, It was as if all the anxiety I had carried, like a backpack on my back, Mm. I didn't take things out one at a time to hand back to him and say, hey, let me invite you back into this parenting component. Or Mm. let me tell you kind of what you missed in this. I instead wanted to take off that backpack and throw it at him and say, it's all you, buddy. And like to me, that wasn't fair. Like That did not help us grow together. That put a really big chasm between us when he came back. And so- So
1: Ugh. That that's a great point too and a lot of people don't think about the reintegration right um, that could be a whole episode <laughs> it really could I mean and until you've been through it you don't really know like most people just see the Hollywood like yeah you know homecoming with yeah it, and that's it and then the movie stops right or the the news clip stops right there and in truth it's a whole adjustment I mean it's yeah for all kinds of reasons but yeah that's something to definitely keep in mind and I will certainly try to be more cognizant of that like little things like oh this was a parent teacher conference. I need to make sure that you're up to speed on what's going on with this kid. And you know, we had this experience or, you know, little things that just passed throughout the day that he would have been privy to, but otherwise now he's not. It's hard to fill in, in one conversation. I know I used to keep like a running note, you know, like in my phone of things like, Oh, I need to tell him that. And Oh, I need to remind him that, you know, the bug guy came and he noticed this thing on the phone. You just little things that you would forget. And then he's going to come home and be like, overwhelmed with like all the stuff he's got to do or take care of. Or yeah. Get up to speed on. So yeah, that's a, that's a great tip. So yeah. I wonder I just if you could do to... like
0: a, like you said, a running list and then send it out as like, almost not to treat your marriage like a business, a but newsletter. like here, here's your, mon- <laughs> that, or here's your Monday morning meeting, right? Like kind of, here's oh, what I like happened it. over the weekend. Or here's like what it. broke and here's what needs repaired. Yeah. Or here's what I did with the kids. And that way yep. you're not like vomiting that out in a right. verbal conversation, but they can read it at their leisure and they can respond, and then, mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, you really have a, like, a record of it, like a written record, True. just, yep, for a lot of
1: reasons, so. Maybe we should have a Slack channel for our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe. Speaking my language, Claire, I like it, yeah. <laughs> like, to-do lists, and, I mean, we have tons of apps like that, and I guess, and again, this is different, because he didn't have, you know, a cell phone last few times he went, so, then, you know, this might be, this might be different. So we'll see. Um, But yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. Keeping that kind of incrementally involved versus uh, just like shoveling all over all of it all at once is probably better. Eh, We'll see. Or I'll just take care of everything. And then he'll come home and be like, wow, this is amazing. I should yeah. more often <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah I always say and this is terrible maybe edit this out but I always say like I would love being married to me like I get stuff done right <laughs> me too <laughs> I mean really uh, oh, I say great. it in jest
1: but I mean it <laughs> what I wouldn't give to have a Claire <laughs> that's awesome to have a Claire oh. I don't think I would want to be married to me though I think I'm pretty demandy <laughs>
0: Well, I'm sure I have oh. a lot of quirks too, but yeah. So, so any other final thoughts on solo parenting? Any tips to to give our listeners or just any like well wish? I have a well wish I'm going to give you, but you go okay. first. Like if you oh, have any
1: no. tips. Okay. Um, well, since you were talking about, t- you know, speaking to parents of little littles, um, and that was most of my experience thus far with deployments was little babies. Um, the one thing that I always allowed myself was, um, I gave myself 24 hours to be sad and just mope around and eat ice cream and, you know, have mascara streaking down my face or whatever, which now seems pretty melodramatic, but at the time it was very real. (laughs) There were were all kinds of hormones and I'm going to break my children and how in the world is this supposed to work? Like I have no idea. Um, so I always gave myself 24 hours just to get it all out. And, um, how often would you give yourself twenty four hours just
0: at the just, beginning? or would yeah. you? could
1: you keep like after a few bad weeks? I get twenty four <laughs> hours. <to> do- <laughs> I mean, I had moments, sure, but never that like can, you know that all at once. Just the um, initial no, time. Is just what the you're initial, about. yeah, and then I'm like, okay, now the clock starts, right? Like, okay, let's do this. Um, so give yourself that moment. Like you don't have to always have it all together and let it ask for help. People actually really want to help you like you shutting them out is yeah. I struggle with this and boundaries, but you know, people, people feel good about helping the poor spouse that's home and they feel like they're serving their country in some way. And I know that sounds silly, but it's very real. Um, so let people help. Let them help on your terms. Come up, figure right. out what your terms are going to be. Um, but then let them let offer to help or ask, ask for a favor yeah. here and there. Do you, you think know? it
0: might be a good um, add-on or ca- caveat to that tip to say maybe before your spouse leaves, if you have the opportunity to identify those people, like, hey, yeah. this neighbor would be the perfect person if I need my kids to get picked up from school uh, for some reason yeah. and I can't do it. Absolutely. This friend from church would be awesome if I had to leave them overnight. Like, kind of make yourself a written oh, yeah. or mental list of identifying that.
1: Yeah. And I take it a step further. And this time I have already identified who's going to do what. And I've told them, hey, you're yeah. my person for this. Just yeah. so you know. Like, because then it, because what happens is people all like rush to, oh my gosh, I'm You know, I want to help you. I want to do this. Let us know if you need anything. I'm like, oh, I don't need just blanket, like, yeah, generalized. Offers. So I've actually like, overridden a lot of their like impulses by saying like you're my person for this if I have a pipe bust in my house I'm calling you if you know my car won't start and I need to jump I'm calling you if I need to put them on a notice absolutely absolutely because then they know okay I have a job like I have a purpose and I don't have to come at you like they don't have to come to me and say how's it they don't have to check in necessarily because they know like Well, she knows where I can help and when I'll be needed, she'll ask me for help and I will. So I don't know. I I didn't have that down, you know, earlier, but now I feel very like I'm very intentional with my delegation. Um, Ooh, that sounds cocky, but I think it's a good- it sounds (laughs) efficient. Right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. What was my other, someone told me, I think it was, it might've been my mother-in-law, Anne, if you're listening, thanks. But she told me once that babies bounce- (laughs) And they, they don't, but the sentiment is, you know, they can take a lot more than you think they can. So when you think you're failing or you think you're not good enough or you're not doing it right or, you know, whatever, like more than likely you're doing just fine. Um, so. And just
0: to clarify for the audio, that
1: just means give yourself grace, not literally dropping your babies and watching it bounce. bounce. (laughs) Please don't bounce your babies. Yeah, but they do, they bounce. Yeah yeah yeah
0: well we could probably talk about this forever but I do Mm want to just leave you with a wish that is you've got this you are capable you are gonna do awesome and um God's grace and mercy is fresh and new every morning and like you said you got grace and um your kids have you as their mom for a reason and you're gonna do great and no worries. No fears. You got it. Aw.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let me get my tissues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. It stinks. And it's just one of those things. You just walk through it and you get through it and then you look back on it and, you know, soldier yeah. on,
1: so to speak. And Yeah, right. And here's the deal, y'all. There is a huge, vibrant community either around you or virtually or whatever that is ready to stand next to you. So even though you may think that like, maybe you have civilian friends that don't get it or, you know, whatever, like seek out the people that are ready to like stand with you and support you, whether that's in your own units, you know, your spouse's unit, or if that's, uh, you know, more of a virtual community, it's out there. If you guys need help locating those sorts of resources and support groups or whatnot, uh, reach out. We're happy to, to lend some advice or resources your way if we can. Yeah. So,
0: Real funny story on that note. Um when Ryan was deployed, my kids were all invited to a birthday party at one of those outdoor like racetrack places, and I was very outnumbered. They were all too short to drive go-karts, and there was one of me and only so many dads at the party. Oh. So I have this picture of my middle daughter getting driven around at Bobbo's with the Bobo's guy driving her. Oh
1: my god, that's amazing. <laughs> and we were calling
0: her calling him her Bobo's dad for the day because you know, but, but in that yep. moment, like I first was sad, like he's, Ryan's not here. And then I was sad, yep. like, well, I can't do it. And I'm like, you know what? There are people at work here. She's having just as much fun. <laughs> Let him help and be, yep. a, be done with it. And don't worry yep. about it. So yep. that's and he it. your I'm point. Sure. He did. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he that's did. So great. He did. Well, <laughs> we want to get back to last episode's advice. Um, we talked about this concept of knowing when to shine in episode 11 and when to lay low and
1: Kelly, do you want to start with yours and then I can
0: finish with mine?
1: Yeah, so mine was just um, you know, if the if the situation arises to where you're being asked to serve or help or do in some way depending on, you know, what so we're talking about, you know, being in a new place, whether that's a job or in my case, I shared a story about being on a new member of a board for a nonprofit, or, you know, maybe that's a volunteer thing that you're just jumping into and kind of the new kid on the block. Um, Learning when to discern, uh, when to give all the ideas and share all your wisdom. And uh, sometimes that can not work out well. If you've got somebody on the other end, you might be intimidated by that. So my advice was just, for myself was to just kind of be aware of that. And when I am new to a thing or a place, um, to be able to just observe and, and also sit back and maybe have a frank conversation with the person that's in charge about why am I here? Why was I invited? What in me are you interested in? And then also what are you struggling with? So let's try to find some overlap, um, to make sure that I am, um, giving you what you need um instead yeah. of just everything because it can you know be not as efficient that way. So anyway, um the opportunity has not arisen for me to have that conversation. But I will circle back <laughs> and yeah. update if and when that happens and I'm able to implement yeah. that advice. So
0: well and you're keeping it top of mind. So that's good. Totally. I love that. Yeah. Mine yeah. was along the same lines, but instead of really speaking up and stepping up, I said I was in a season of listening and not raising my hand for anything extra just because I feel like my plate is already full. And um, there has been a situation where there's a project that needs to be undertaken. And I have now asked two different people about how it needs to go. Um, But I have prefaced my asking with, I am not willing to take this on. (laughs) I am just putting a bug in your ear. Mm -hmm. and leaving it at that. And so I I do realize that more than likely this situation I'm referring to is probably going to fall through the cracks. That's okay. Not my monkey. Mm -hmm. Not on my back. So
1: (laughs) Not my problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know that sounds maybe coarse and unempathetic, but that's just I'm
1: sticking to my guns on this one. (laughs) So So that's funny. I had something kind of similar to what you were talking about because I had – I gave out this advice or this idea of, you know, doing this thing that I know how to do. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to say this because it's a good idea, but I'm not volunteering to do it. So I hesitate to even share, but in case anyone in the room has this expertise and is willing to step up, I still want to toss it out. So, right. you know, I toss it out and they're like, but Kelly, would you be able to, I was like, no, 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 nope. no, 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 no. Nope. <laughs> I'm retracting my statement. I'm like, "And I, but I did say like, I'm happy to teach someone how to do it. If that's helpful, I can't sign on for this long-term, but if this is a skill that someone wants to learn and I can be of use in that way, I'm happy to teach someone how to do it um, and enable them to, but not that.
0: That to me is sounding like that age old wisdom and adage of give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach Mm -hmm. a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. So you're just totally. help, helping people fish for themselves. That's great. That's right. That's great. All right. To So to end up this episode, we do want to quickly touch base on our advice for solo parenting, for solo parenting. And I'm just going to quickly reiterate my three tips. Um, that's create a rhythm for you and for your kids. It's helpful for everyone. Mark the time so that it won't pass any faster, but it's going to help you um, be more in tune with just your calendar and things you have to look forward to and finally expect to grow. So those are my, my tips.
1: I love it. So my things that I'm actually like going to try to hold myself accountable to and thereby stating them on the podcast will do the same. Um, I'm going to try to ask for help more often. And again, I've already delegated my people, but I'm not going to be less, Hesitant when the time arises to ask for that help to go ahead and do it, and then I'm also going to have to, or I'm going to start to be more realistic with my time. That's good. Um, you know, yeah, and just like almost just already giving myself a handicap in that arena. So, you know, accepting less, you know, hobbies, jobs, projects, whatever. You know, I've yeah, just being more realistic with my time and and giving myself more of a buffer for things. So that's yeah. it hope you guys don't need me for anything because
0: <laughs> yeah i call that either h- hunkering down or bat batting down the hatches kind of like just yeah focus on what's the most important and let all the other little things kind of go by the wayside
1: yep i like it
0: keep the main thing the main thing a lot of cliches there <laughs> <laughs> no, we've had a few we should do like a counter like all the <laughs> yeah it's ding,
1: ding. Okay, yeah. watch me I'm a... <laughs> all right well that does it Thanks for joining us this week on Advice Not Given. For resources and links to all the things mentioned in today's episode, head over to our website at milspogurus.com. That's M-I-L-S-P-O-G-U-R-U-S. If you enjoyed this episode, please help others find us by adding your thoughts to an iTunes review and subscribing so you never miss a show. If you're interested in being a next-level supporter of our endeavors, check out our Patreon page can pledge as little as a dollar per episode to help us out with expenses. Think of it as eavesdropping on our coffee date, but then sending over a latte. It's a thing. Also, be sure to find us on Instagram and Facebook at Gurus, where we keep the conversation going and where you can share your advice not given.